Hi, I'm Jill, and I'm going to be taking through a series of podcasts about the university application process. Overall, we're going to be to- we're going to talk about research and university options. We'll cover the specifics of the UCAS application process, and then we're going to start thinking about writing your personal statements. We'll go on to consider late applications and also focus on student support. <laughs> I've got Kate today with me from the University Student Recruitment Team. Hello. Hi, how are you, Jill? And she's going to take us through what you might want to consider when choosing a course and choosing a university. So it's good to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what would you say are the top considerations when looking at what to study and where? What, what should we be factoring in? I think probably the most important thing to factor in, first of all, is does the university that you're interested in actually offer the course that you want to study? So the course comes first. The course comes first. You might think, right, I definitely want to go to this university, and that's great, but they might not actually offer that course. So it's really important to check if the universities that you're interested in offer the course that you're interested in, and if they don't, then you might need to start exploring other options. So not compromising on the university over the course. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the other thing that you need to be looking at um, is entry requirements. So every university is different in terms of what they ask for for their entry requirements. Um, Some universities might ask that you have studied a particular subject to be able to apply for that course. Others might not. Some will have higher entry requirements. So it's really making sure that you look at what's achievable if you think you can get those grades. If you've got your heart set again on going to a particular university and the grades are a little bit higher, it's fine to apply for that if you think you can achieve it, but then maybe consider applying for a lower um, entry tariff institution as well, just in case um, you don't get those grades that you need. We've considered um, the entry requirements. What what else might you want to consider? Um, So one of the things that you should be looking at is the types of modules that you'll study within the degree. Just because you are studying, um, you're interested in studying English, that doesn't mean that every English you, um, in every English course is taught the same way. There'll be different modules um, incorporated within different degrees at different universities. So, if, for example, you are really interested in studying something like Shakespeare, that's great. But make sure that the course that you want to apply to actually has that as a module. Also, look at things like um, methods of assessment. Um, Some university courses will be, a majority might be exams, others might be a lot of coursework, reports, presentations, demonstrations. So if you know that you're you're not particularly strong when it comes to to exams, then you might want to look at courses that don't have that much um, exams within their course. So um, that kind of level of information on how a course is taught is available on each university website. Yeah. So it's just yeah, exactly, Jill. So it's just really thinking about um, how you are best assessed. If it's um, more vocational, so um, like we were talking about reports and things like that, or more academic, so in terms of um, more exams. Great. Thank you. Um, so in terms of the course that you've chosen, it's not just about the course content, presumably. It's about the facilities available to support that course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some universities have particular strengths, and they will invest a lot of money in the facilities that are available for that course. So it's really worth researching 
um, how that's going to be beneficial to you, how much access you are going to have to those facilities. Um, you know, a university might be showcasing them, but you might actually only have very limited access to that. So that's something that's worth asking when you're going and visiting um, universities, open days and things like that. It's, and obviously, when you've finished university, you've graduated and you are going and interviewing for jobs, you're going to be up against people who have potentially studied the same degree as you, they might have done a year in industry, so got a bit of experience as well. So it's really important that you can go and demonstrate that you are able to hit the ground running, really, if, if they give you the job, that you know the software that they use in industry and you've got experience of using it on a regular basis and you're more than capable of doing that. So, yeah, really important to look at how much the university has invested in the facilities that you'll be using and how much access you'll actually have to that. And when you say look at those facilities, you actually mean go and look go at Go and look, yes. And it's really important that you go and have a look at the facilities and what what's available. But also make sure that you chat to the academic staff as well. These are the people that are going to be teaching you for, for you know, throughout the duration of your course. How do you interact with them? Do you find them approachable? Do you find them personable? Do you think that you'd feel comfortable if you were having any problems on the course? Would you feel comfortable going and talking to them? So it's really important that you get a feel for academic staff as well. That's a really good point. And I guess thinking broader than facilities, it's having a look around the campus and, and what the campus looks like and how that's going to work for you and your preferences. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, because everybody's got a really different idea of what they want from their university experience. Some people want to move as far away from home as they possibly can. Other people you know, want to be able to maybe get home in an hour if they need to. So that's something to bear in mind. You know, how easy um, is access to things like transport links? Can you just hop on a train or a bus quite easily and get home? Um, and then think about what you want from your experience whilst you're at university. So do you want to be in the middle of a city centre? Lots of access to bars and, and shops and, and that kind of city centre experience? Or would you prefer a quieter campus somewhere a little bit further out? Um, and what type of campus do you want? So um, at Teesside, for example, we would class ourselves as a single site campus. Everything's all in one place. You know, nothing's a, more than a 10 minute walk. You've got your library, your students union, accommodation, all your access to your lectures and things like that. It's all in, in the centre of campus in one place. So if you, you, know, you struggle sometimes getting out of bed on a morning and you know that you might have to hop on a bus, bus to get to your lectures, that's not always ideal. So um, just think about that, and if you want that, and if you want that city life experience, just consider that when you are looking at the um, at your different university options. But again, Jill, you know it's really important that you go and look at where you'll actually be learning. Um, universities have different campuses; they've got different places where you might go and study. You might be thinking you're in one place at one end of the city, and actually you're in at the other end of the city, and it's and it's a bus ride or a train ride. So again, it's really important to go and visit these universities to see where you'll be learning, where you'll be living, where you'll be socialising, to make sure that it's what you want from your university experience. So it sounds to me like, in terms of course and location and every aspect about it, there's no right way. It's about just finding the best fit. Yeah. And and finding the fit that that is right for your way of learning your way of living and, and your way in terms of how you want to kind of plan your life going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so many students say, you know, when they set foot on the university that they eventually ended up going to, they knew straight away it was right for them. Just so again, just that feeling, so why it's so important to go to, to open days. So in terms of course quality, we hear about um, accreditation. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is and what it means? Yeah, this is a really important one, actually, because um, some professions do require that you have studied an, an accredited course at university. Psychology is always an example that I use. Um, if you want to be a psychologist, you need to have studied a degree that was um, accredited by the British Psychological Society, or the BPS, 
um, as it would be more, more commonly known. Um, so some professions do require that you have studied an appropriately accredited degree. So it's not about just looking at the course that you want to study, it's about what you want to do with that further down the line and then working back to make sure what you're doing fits that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, accreditation means that a, deg a degree has been um, developed in line with um, the professional body, mm. so who oversees that kind of that kind of profession. So they, what effectively it's saying that this professional body um, agrees that this course gives you the skills and knowledge that you need to be able to progress in that field. It also means that you can be part of that um, professional body yourself, so it counts towards um, professional qualifications and registration with that professional body. So. Again, really important, all the information is on the university websites. Have a look and see if the course is accredited. So loads of really useful information there, thank you. Um, in terms of looking at the subjects that students are able to consider, are you limited by your A-level choices or, or is the scope to consider a subject that you haven't studied before? It really depends on the course that you want to study at university and this is where it's important to check entry requirements. So some universities, for example, if you want to study law at university, some universities might ask that you have studied that at college, some might not. Um, it, it, it varies from university to university. If you have a particular career in mind, you will need to study a particular course. So if you want to be a nurse, you'll need to study a nursing yeah. degree. If you want to be a vet, you'll need to study um, veterinary science. Um, but there are lots of courses out there that don't require you to have studied anything at all. Um, it's just, again, having a look on the university websites, looking at the entry requirements, having an idea of what it is that you want to study at university and do you need to have studied a particular subject beforehand. Uh, I think the most important thing to remember is to do something that you enjoy. You're going to be spending three, four, maybe it's longer years at university yeah. and um, the chances are that if you're doing something that you enjoy, you're more likely to succeed in doing well in that degree. Follow your passion. Follow your passion, okay. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So you don't have to come and study full-time at university. There are other routes that you can consider, is that right? Yeah, I mean, full-time undergraduate study is the most traditional option, especially for people who have just finished finished college. But that's not, not the only route. Um, you can study part-time. Obviously, this takes a little bit longer, so you may be looking at five to six years at university instead of three to four. Um, but that's a great opportunity if you want to work and earn whilst you are studying. Mm. Um, so part-time is always an option. Uh, high degree apprenticeships, HDAs are becoming increasingly popular and we're seeing more and more of those um, coming up. And again, that's a great opportunity to learn while you earn. You do need to have found um, a job and then um, you, your employer will put you through your degree apprenticeship and they'll actually pay the tuition fees. So that's a great benefit for students. They are quite competitive. So if you are interested in doing a HDA, it is worth looking at um, what you need to do to be successful in getting a job because like I say they are, they are quite competitive. Um, foundation degrees are also um, an option. These are particularly um, popular for people who are interested in performing arts and things like that where you don't actually need to have a degree but you might want to learn a little bit more and develop your skills a little bit more. So foundation degrees are normally two years and then you can either either finish that two-year course and come out with your foundation degree, or if you've really enjoyed it and you want to learn a little bit more, you can do that and complete that with a top-up. So that's an option as well. Online learning, again, is something that we're seeing more and more opportunities um, and courses available to study online. What I would say with online learning is you've got to be really kind of self-motivated, a real self-starter. Um, 
because you are effectively learning at, at home. So you've got to be able to know that you can log on um, on a morning and complete your work. But we're seeing more and more courses um, become available online and online is more of an option. And again, because you can do it more in your own time and there's an opportunity to work as well. So online learning is also an option. Um, HNCs and HNDs, these are particularly popular for people who are interested in studying engineering. So that's higher national certificate and higher national diploma. diploma. Yep, so you do your HNC first and then if you want to you can top up to your HND and if you've enjoyed it that much you can then top up and do a full degree. Right. Um, but again, popular for people who are um, working in that profession but wanting to gain a qualification at the same time. So I guess there's pros and cons to all of these. It's just carrying out your research and finding out what best fits for you, um, you know, is it important that you can work and earn money whilst you are learning or do you want to come and have that full university experience with your three years or four years, whatever it is, full-time traditional route. Everyone is understandably worried about the cost of living, is it expensive to go to university? There, there's lots of things that you need to consider when you're going to university, there's, there's things that are out of your control, so the cost of tuition fees for example, no matter which university you go to, the, the tuition fee is probably going to be £9,250 um, an academic year. Now we know you don't have to pay that up front that you take that in the, in the form of a tuition fee loan and you start paying that back when you finish university. But there is other things that you, that you can consider when you are going. So for example, um, accommodation. Universities have a range of accommodation available and these are normally at different, at different um, prices. So um, if you want to stay in maybe as a dormitory where you've got shared bathrooms and shared facilities, that might be a little bit more less expensive than if you're going to maybe a, a self-contained flat where you've got those ensuite facilities. So there is um, accommodation to suit a range of budgets. But it's also thinking about things as well. Um, about the cost of living in that area. We know generally the cost of living in the north is a little bit cheaper than in the south um, south of England. You know, things like um, eating out, restaurants, um, the, the real social aspect of going to university is generally cheaper in the, in the north of England. And also think about things like um, when we were talking earlier on about the location of your, of your university and if it's split across different campuses, you know, are you going to have to get a bus, are you going to have to get a train every day and how is that going to impact on your finances? So there's lots of things that you can do and you can consider to bring that cost down if it is something that, you know, and, and everybody is worried about at the moment. And then there's also the option to potentially consider some part-time work if that fits in with your course. Yeah, absolutely. And students' unions are, are great at advertising um, jobs that are available in the area. But also, um, most universities offer something what's called a student ambassador scheme. So you can apply, um, it's like applying for a proper job to, um, to become a student ambassador for the university. So you'll be involved like, in things like showing people around on open days, um, going and delivering presentations out in schools and colleges, attending national events to represent the university. So that's a great opportunity to earn some money, you know, and it fits around your studies as well, but also to gain some great transferable skills to put on your CV for when you, you're going and applying for jobs. That's a really good point and real benefit. So what would you say are good sources of information in terms of kind of researching all your choices in terms of subject areas and courses and also in terms of universities that offer them? So UCAS is a great website. Everything that you need is on the UCAS website. They've got something called a search by subject. So you might not know 
where you want to go and study but you might have a broad idea of what you want to study so you can put that into UCAS and it'll bring up all the universities that offer that course and also the various the different variations of the course that mm. are available as well mm. so you might think well I just want to study just chronology on its own and you'll put that in but then it'll bring up maybe other options that you actually didn't know were, were available so to for you. Example, for example criminology with another subject yeah kind of absolutely yeah so that's a, that's 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 a great resource to use also the student room is great for getting some really impartial information advice and guidance it's a student-led platform so um, you can ask advice of the students on there who might be interested in studying the same subject as you or you can even ask you know the, the, there's graduates that are on there there's current students who are studying at university on there so you can pop a, a, a note in a forum is any is anyone studying this course at this university um, and hopefully you'll someone will come on and, and give you some information advice and guidance if you've got um, concerns or questions or anything like that about about anything to do with applying to university or like the course the real life version of what it's like to actually study at a particular yeah. university or on a particular course that's yeah. really helpful yeah and then obviously university websites university open days yeah. these are all good places to kind yeah, of really get a feel absolutely. for a particular university once you've narrowed it down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And we say really you should visit at least your top three choices as a minimum. And we know it's difficult because... Um, you know, it does, it does cost to, to go to open days with travelling expenses and things like that, but it's going to cost you a lot more to go to university, so you've got to make sure that you make the right choice. Um, so it is really worth going to university open days. But also as well, you know, careers advisors are a, a great source of information. Colleges, most colleges will have a careers advisor um, and a lot of them, have, you know, they've got to study your qualifications in order to become a careers advisor. So they've got a wealth of knowledge and experience that they can share as well. So make sure that you go and chat to your careers advisors in college as well. So that sounds like a lot of research. So that's starting that early so that you have enough time to kind of go through that process, visit the open days, talk to students who are in that position themselves, which sounds a really valuable thing to do, and really start thinking about what it is you want and which institutions and which courses really fit that well. And I think the other thing that really struck me about what you're saying is follow your passion, because this is something that is potentially going to shape your, um, your future career. So start with something, doing something that you really love, and then it'll be you know, a lot easier to, to take the right path. Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to be thinking about? Or No, I think just what you were saying there about starting your research early. I think, you know, you start at college and you think, oh, I've got all the time in the world. And then all of a sudden, summer, summer's upon you. You've finished year 12, you're going into year 13 and you're thinking, okay, I, you know, I need to start doing some research. I need to start, you know, on my UCAS application. I need to start on my personal statement. So the, the more prepared you are, the better, really. So doing that research early so that you're in a really good position when the summer comes or when the beginning of year 13 comes, when you start making that application, start completing your personal statement, you've got some really good, solid things to put in there and you've really thought out about your choices and considered what's available and you know that you're making the right choice for you. That was immensely helpful, Kate. An awful lot to think about in terms of researching your options. Thank you very much for going through that. And thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. And if you've got any questions about anything that we spoke about today, you're very welcome to get in touch. We're more than happy to help. You can get in touch through our social media channels or through our online chat. Mm -hmm.